All right. Uh, for those of you who did listen to episode one, welcome back. For those of you who are new, my name is Jeremy with Thrive Talent, and this is episode two of the Thrive Talent podcast. Um, for those of you who may be uh, listening in for the first time, uh, episode one was really kind of talking about why I'm uh, starting this series, uh, what I hope to accomplish, and I did uh, kind of tease a little bit what the next couple of episodes were going to be about. And what I want to focus this episode about specifically is um, kind of the impact that uh, the pandemic has had, not just on things like um, the quote unquote great resignation, uh, the struggle or balances of power with regard to work from home, work from the office, blended work environments, but I want to focus really on the cultural impact um, within organizations. Um, you know, I, I'm going to be very transparent in uh, these episodes um, in an effort to hopefully uh, let people know that you are not alone um, and hopefully rouse some support uh, myself as well. But I would say the biggest challenge um, outside of just the uncertainty of the pandemic um, wasn't necessarily how to get the work done for us. Um, we had a really talented team. Our workflows were very technology-based. So when we were forced to go and work from home, uh, we didn't really skip a beat from um, a getting the work done perspective. Uh, obviously, the those days were very challenging uh, culturally just because of the uncertainty, the fear, um, all of those things that we felt um, you know, just as humans uh, during those times. But as we uh, kind of emerged from from all of that and, and started to have more options, obviously one thing that uh, pivoted pretty significantly was just um, uh, kind of workforce mindset, right? Um, a lot of people discovered, hey, I can do my job and do it really well from anywhere. Uh, I don't need to go to the office. I don't want to go to the office. Um, I didn't miss the commute. I liked the flexibility of working from home. Um, and all those things are very valid in most cases. Um, but one thing I know as a business owner and and for, for leaders in any organization, one of the biggest conversations on the back end of that was, wow, we, we, we have to make a decision now. Like what, how are we going to operate as an organization um, what type of talent do we want to attract? What type of talent do we risk losing if we make the wrong decision? And what, what's that going to mean? And I think at the end of the day, um, the, the work location conversation was the headline. What has emerged for me and continues to kind of be a little bit of a gray area, if I'm being completely honest, is what is the impact on culture? Um, I've always been uh, kind of a big proponent of building a great team culture in any organization that I've been fortunate enough to be involved with. Um, and I feel like we had that prior to the pandemic. Um, now on the back end of coming out of it, and we've gone to a fully virtual workflow. Uh, we still have an office space. A few of us go into every once in a while, but um, for the most part, we haven't been together as a full team very often in the last two years. Um, but the culture that we had prior to this fully virtual workflow um, 
was much different. And, and, uh, certainly now, um, it's kind of become what it is now, whether or not that's what it needs to be or what ultimately we want it to be is kind of TBD at this point in time. So, um, you know, I, I personally have always been of the mindset that, that if you hire the right people, they become the culture. Um, I know a lot of people say culture is kind of a top-down thing, and I agree that leadership is perpetuating culture to a certain extent. But at the end of the day, uh, everybody has a voice in culture. Um, so as we have reconstituted our team and things of that nature over the course of the last year or so, uh, as a leadership group within our organizations, we've had some pretty um, deep conversations around what type of culture do we want and how does that influence the type of people that we are looking for and that we hire? Um, how do we talk about our value proposition as an employer um, during the hiring process? And then how do we bring that to life uh, when somebody does join the organization for the first time? Um, and we struggled with it uh, pretty significantly uh, to kind of come up with the idea. Now, we'll ultimately, I think we we came to consensus that um, it made sense, uh, both from a financial perspective to be fully virtual, but also uh, it greatly expanded our talent pool to be able to hire people from literally anywhere um, without the pressure of uh, them having to, to come to the office. So now we're in this uh, mix of so how do we take the best parts of our previous culture and, and have, be really intentional about carrying those elements into a fully virtual work environment? Um, how do we have new people who are entering the organization who have a preference toward a virtual um, team environment? What can they teach us about um, how to build a culture, stay engaged, um, attract the right people? We have um, historically always really had a great blend of uh, really experienced individuals and some really talented uh, young people who are very early on in their career. And and one of the things that uh, from the culture perspective that I get concerned about, um, and maybe I don't need to be, but I reflect back early in my career uh, on the benefit that I had of being around some amazing uh, people who were either formal or informal mentors and my ability to just learn and be a part of conversations because we were physically together um, was amazing. Um, I probably learned more from casual lunches and happy hours uh, than I did from formal training early on in my career. And I, I look at uh, those who are starting their professional journeys today um, and wonder, you know, are they missing out on those opportunities? Um, and if so, and young talent is really important uh, to our growth, which I believe it is, what do we need to do to put uh, them in a position to still get the benefit of those types of interactions, even though the logistics might be quite a bit different? It's, um, it's definitely been something interesting uh, to ponder. And I've done a ton of reading around it. Um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, a lot of organizations have not taken the time to sit back on the heels of making the decision around, are we virtual? Are we in person? Are we blended? 
but what does that mean? Um, how does that show up from how do we deliver our value proposition to our clients? Um, as an employer, how do we help you stay connected? How do we help you grow? How do we help you develop? And it's a really important conversation to have. Um, I, I kind of, um, in my mind, have this hypothesis that um, this great resignation certainly was that to a certain extent. Um, but I actually think it was more of a shift in models. And I think a lot of people found preference in um, working virtually because of the convenience and because they ultimately had to. My question is, uh, do we get kind of a second wave where once people have had some time where it hasn't been forced um, to work virtually, um, do they change their mind? Do they say, boy, I really miss those connections uh, and things of that nature? And do we have a second big shift? And what does that shift mean? And I think it's really important from a from an organizational culture perspective to define that so you can attract um, the talent that not only has the skill and the experience that you need, but also wants to connect uh, with an organization and with uh, your customers um, in the way that you believe adds value and, and helps you stand out in the competitive landscape. And without really having a firm point of view on that, um, I think a lot of organizations are going to continue to kind of live in the gray area, which I think is the worst place to be. Um, I think ultimately you have to really kind of say, this is our approach. This is our belief. This is why this is our belief. And here's what we are doing to help our teams um, succeed uh, in the context of that decision. So I'd be really curious, um, you know, in the comments uh, or drop me a note. That's always fine too. just what thinking have you done or, or what have you gone through um, in really making that decision on uh, what is your culture? What is your organizational culture uh, moving forward and how has that decision worked or not worked or had to evolve um, really over a pretty short period of time. And, and do you see that getting you the results that you want? I think um, it would be awesome uh, for uh, the Thrive community to be able to kind of hear from uh, people who made some different choices and, and have already experienced uh, kind of some of the results of the choices that they've made. So anyway, that's uh, really kind of what I wanted to ponder today is is that whole cultural thing we're still figuring it out um our team has been awesome uh i'm constantly trying to ask for feedback uh, on what we can do differently do better um and as we hopefully continue to grow uh, those problems and challenges will uh, become more and more important to solve so uh hopefully this was uh, beneficial to a few of you um and uh, we'll entice you to, uh, to keep coming back and, and listening for more. So uh, just as kind of a heads up for episode three, um, I think really what I want to focus on with episode three is um, really kind of the revenue side of things. Obviously, uh, the world that we know has changed forever. Um, 
And uh, as a result, I think sales and marketing has evolved and, and for sales and marketing professionals specifically, um, I want to kind of focus on where we are from fig- figuring out how do, how do we attract new clients and um, get our message out? And frankly, you know, using mediums like this is, is one way that I think may be beneficial. So uh, looking forward to that conversation. As always, thanks again for taking a listen. Look forward to your uh, feedback on the topic and, and how we can make this uh, better and more valuable for you. Um, other than that, hope everybody's well and um, look forward to uh, catching you on the next episode.